أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك العلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار القبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى صدق الله العظيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to our program Exploring the Quran A program in which we will inshallah explore and seek those beautiful teachings of the Qur'an, the gems, and the wisdom that will help us to strengthen our faith, give us a strong character, and will give us reminder that will protect us from forgetfulness. Now, I'll talk more about forgetfulness. Uh, uh, and today, we've just heard Suratul A'la. I'm going to be presenting its translation and tafsir. Uh, but uh, first of all, I have a, a member of the audience who'd like to tell us something about Suratul A'la. Sufyan, would you tell us your experience of this beautiful Suratul A'la? So I came to find this surah about two or three years ago during university. It was during Maghrib Salah, the brother led and he recited this surah. And during the Salah, I was like, wow, it's beautiful. What is this? And after I asked him, he told me the name and the following Ramadan, I bit by bit each night, Alhamdulillah, memorized the surah and it just quickly became my favorite surah. And then at the end, I realized that it was the Prophet, peace be upon him's favorite surah as well. And he recited it during Eid and during Jummah sometimes. Wonderful. Yes, Suratul A'la, the exalted, uh, the high, the lofty. Uh, surah uh, is one of the favorite surahs of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam for a very important reason. The surah stresses how the reminder is so central to our lives. A reminder, dhikra. The Prophet is also a reminder. The Quran is a reminder. Why is reminder so important? Well, one of the human condition is sadly forgetfulness. We forget. We tend to forget very quickly and we tend to forget things that are hidden in particular. And one of the great hidden realities is of course Akhirah, our destination, 
uh, a place for which Allah has designed and created us. Sadly, we forget that so easily because the world is so enticing. It is so intoxicating. So the Suratul A'la, the lofty, the high, is about telling us that, look, you've got two important means of avoiding becoming intoxicated and drunk with the world. So uh, one of them is the Prophet ﷺ, the other is the Qur'an itself. Um, but before we go any further, let's just listen to the meanings of this wonderful surah uh, from my translation, the Majestic Qur'an. I begin with the name of Allah, the kind, the caring. Glory, glorify the name of your Lord, the Most High, who created and made you complete and perfect, who fixed the destiny and gave guidance, who produced green pastures, then turned them into dry, dusty debris. This is actually the opening of the surah. Uh, and this is one of the um, very common f f format the Quran applies. All surahs begin with an introduction. But here it says, Sabih, glorify. Glorify the Lord. And uh, glorification very simply means sing the praises of the Lord. The Lord who is free from frailty, weaknesses, who has no no kind of weakness or fault or flaw in him. He is beyond that. He's absolutely perfect. Uh, so just praise him. Uh, and and uh, then who is he? He is the one who created. It doesn't say what he created. And that's really interesting. Why doesn't the Quran say, oh, he created the sun, he created the moon, he created this and that. Allazi khalaqa. And then, Fasawa made you perfect. It's really interesting. You know, this is ellipsis of the Quran. Quran wants to be very brief and to the point. Sometimes to such an extent that people think, well, it doesn't make sense. But here, Allah, he created. What did he create? Well, the scientists today tell us that there are 8.3 million living objects. This is the latest research published in one of the most uh, renowned uh, journal called Nature, one of the most, most prestigious uh, journal in the world. And they say, the scientists say there are 8.3 million living objects. That's plants and animals plus 1.3 million. We know about 1 million. Uh, so we're nearly 10% we know. Uh, so that is the vastness of living things. That doesn't include the non-living things, the inanimate things, the physical elements, you know, spread out in this vast universe, which is really so vast that there is no way that we humans even can comprehend how vast this is. You know, he is the one who did qaddara. Qaddara, Imam Fakhruddin Razi says, this means that he has fixed your destiny, your rizq, sustenance, provisions, lifespan, when you're going to get ill, which ladder in your career will you be able to climb? All those things. But there is a modern translation of this, qaddara, taqdeer, and that I think is the genome. 
Amazing. You know, every cell of your body, one trillion cells of your body, every one of those cells has this amazing information in it, which actually determines the color of your eye, the, your height, uh, and not only that, but in fact, it also determines how long you're going to live, when you will get a disease, when you will get your diabetes, when and how you, and what, what, time of, what type of cancer you will get. It is all actually determined in that genome, which is in the nucleus of one trillion cells of your body. So, is that all? That he determined and fixed your destiny? No. He then gave you this amazing free choice, actually, to, uh, to pick the choice of being on the path of Muhammad the path of Islam, the sirat mustaqim or the path of the shaitan, or become the Hizb shaitan or Hezbollah, become those of Allah or those of the, uh, of the shaitan. That is your choice, fahada. So he's given us not just the destiny, but a, a huge amount of freedom to make that moral choice, for which we are going to be, of course, judged. And that is where uh, you know, we, are, we are judged on because of our moral choice. Then it goes on to say, you know, your job, O Muhammad وسلم, is what? To, to remind people, okay? Uh, remind, because reminder benefits. Who does it benefit? <laughs> the Quran goes on to say, Him who has fear, who is, you know, cautious, who is aware. So this is really interesting. Who benefits from the reminder? The one who is thoughtful, not the one who is thoughtless and has abandoned reason and, 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 and the sense that I have a purpose and the sense that, you know, there is meaning in life. So, so the one who is thoughtful is going to take the reminder but the one who is ashqa, the wretched, <laughs> that's interesting, you know, the Quran uses the word wretched, okay? Uh, the opposite of ashqa is actually sa'id, the fortunate, the lucky, the thoughtful. But this is ashqa who is rejecting the reminder, the reminder of Muhammad the reminder of this amazing book, okay? And he's the wretched, the Quran says, He's going to abandon it. He's going to ignore it. He's going to really turn away from it. And he will be thrown into the hellfire. Where there is neither death nor any kind of life. That's interesting. No death, no life. That is actually the most miserable place you can be in. Uh, and then... قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّى قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ But the one who has grown, the one who has purified himself is going to be successful. Okay? So we've just been told that the one who ignores the reminder is a wretch uh, and failure, actually. That's what it means, a failure. Okay? You know, we're all afraid of failures. You know, one of 
uh, one of the beauties of British education system is uh, in, from nursery, you know, we are given this very clear sense that there is success and there is a failure in life. And you succeed by working hard, you succeed by paying attention, you succeed by taking your responsibility as a student, okay? And in every field, you know, we see this sense of responsibility. And those who ignore that sense of responsibility, of course, are the opposite, the failures. So, but here the Quran says, the crown of success will be placed on whose head? Manta zakka. That is really interesting. The one, Tazaka, the one who grows in purity, the one who actually purifies himself. Uh, and, and, you know, this idea of Tazkiyah is such, so central to the Quran. Uh, it's about getting rid of the wrong uh, belief system, the wrong ideology, the wrong thoughts, really, the wrong beliefs, um, and, of course, the wrong attitudes that go with it. Okay, beliefs determine your attitudes, attitudes determine your behavior. So the Quran is saying the one who gets rid of, you know, the wrong beliefs. You know, we believe that the wrong belief, of course, is to deny God. That is the biggest wrong belief. And, 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 and that is the reality to which the Quran is actually drawing us to. That you must purify and purge your mind of the wrong belief system and accept the reality of Tawheed and accept the, the divinity and, and, and the aluhiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ The one who has purified his creed, his belief systems, and then follows those beautiful moral traits of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, of rahmah, kindness, of forgiveness, of generosity, of appreciating and thanking and, and really valuing people around themselves, of modesty, chastity, you know, of sense of shame, you know, and respecting uh, others, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and then of humility, of course. These are the traits that, you know, we have to um, absorb. And then, of course, certain practices of Muhammad وسلم, and of Islam, and those practices are prayer, for example, one of the great ways of uh, recognizing the greatness of Allah, coming close to him, uh, and of course, fasting, charity, pilgrimage, etc. They're all covered in this idea of tazkiyah. So when we talk about self-purification, it's the purification of the mind. It's also purification of our attitudes and our morals. And it is also about adopting the beautiful ways of the people of Allah. So, وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى بَلْ تُؤْسِرُونَ الْحَيَةِ So, it goes on to actually uh, tell us uh, the steps, you know, we need to take in order to um, purify ourselves. So, what are those steps, you know, the Quran is su suggesting here? Well, the first one is, you know, ذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ We've got to remember the name of the Lord. You know, it began by saying, Subbihisma Rabbikal A'la. You know, one of the beauties of the Quran is it's very coherent. Uh, unlike what many people think, sadly, that it's incoherent, it's not connected, very connected. It opened with Subbihisma Rabbikal A'la. Glorify the name of your Lord. 
And here it's telling us what are the steps towards uh, earning that crown of success, of really succeeding. What is the first one? Is Zakarasmarabbihi. You've got to say the name of your Lord. You've got to remember the Lord. Okay, so that's the you know first most important uh, point that is mentioned. Okay, and then uh, adopt the beautiful qualities you know that uh, of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then fasallah, and then praying to uh, Allah. You know we know that the prayer, the five daily prayers, uh, punctuates our our, our day, it's really interesting, five times. And look at those times, morning, after your long eight, nine hour sleep, okay? Uh, you wake up and the first thing you do when the mind is actually fresh uh, is, is to remember Allah, uh, to again show that, uh, you know, and, and to tell yourself, you know, my day is going to begin with my Lord's name because I want to fulfill the commands of the Lord. I want to get closer to the Lord. I want to do the things that he wants me to do so that I can please him, I can earn his pleasure, and I can be good to others. And it begins with the name of God. And of course, we end the day again with the prayer to remind us what wrongs we did so we can seek his repentance. Uh, and, 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 and turn to him. So the prayer is, you know, the first thing that, you know, we need to uh, adopt here. So, uh, so the three stages of the, this moral and spiritual growth, first is that we need to repent, okay? Repentance very simply means to turn away from the sin and also regret doing it, okay? Uh, and regard it as something absolutely terrible, you know, damaging to me and to others, okay? That's what sin is, you know, something which is harmful. Uh, so that's first step, you know, that, that repentance. And then, uh, you know, uh, adopting those beautiful qualities uh, of, of uh, Muhammad Rasulullah, uh, the moral values that, you know, we've just uh, mentioned uh, earlier on. Uh, and then praying regularly. Why? Why? Why do we need to be always saying the name of the Lord? Okay. Why do we need to be, you know, as the, uh, the scholars say, your tongue should always be uh, wet uh, with the name of your Lord. Always. Why? Simply because you are always going to fall for the dunya. You prefer the worldly life. Yet, what is it? The hereafter is better and everlasting. The world is transient, temp temporary. You know, uh, of course, these uh, uh, astronomers and scientists tell us our Earth is 4.9 billion years old. Well, that's measurable. Uh, the universe is possibly 14 billion years old, all right? Uh, but still, it is temporary. But what is my life? Uh, 80 years, 90, you know, nowadays, of course, the NHS is saying, well, you, most of you might live up to 100 years, okay? So, but still, what is that in the scheme of things? Very little, isn't it? Why? Why are you preferring the temporary, the short, instead of 
the everlasting life that Allah has given you. Inna hadha lafis suhuf al-ula, suhuf Ibrahim wa Musa. You know, the Quran reminds us that this isn't something new. Now, this is a Makkan surah. And it's interesting, you know, very early on, the, the Prophet and the Quran is reminding people, this isn't a new religion I'm bringing you. This is the millet of Ibrahim. This is what Moses preached. This is what Jesus preached already, you know, laying this very important, giving this very important message that this isn't a new religion. This is the continuation of that message that Adam brought, Nu brought, Jesus brought, Moses and Ibrahim brought. So here lies this amazing connection with you know, the wider world as well. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to appreciate you know, this uh, Suratul A'la, one of the beautiful surahs, lyrical surahs, uh, which the, was favorite surah of the Prophet. And we, may we understand its reminder the reminder that you know we need to be thinking more about our akhirah rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina azab an-nar assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh